Shall we pray? Our Holy Righteous Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. We give you thanks for your goodness and your mercies. We thank you for cleansing us from our unrighteousness and our sins as we come in confession before you. Father, we thank you for your words that help us to understand that you work with us as we exercise our faith in you. Father, I pray that you will help us as we have learned from Hezekiah's story, that when things seem dark and our way seem blocked, that we will understand that this is your time, your opportunity to show your power and your might in our behalf. May we look to you and not turn to others. May we know that you are the only way of escape, that you have our solutions to all our problems and our difficulties, that you have the victory for all our battles. We thank you that you have been with us through our Sabbath school. We thank you for all the lessons that we have learned. We pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to teach us as we continue to surrender. May our worship be in spirit and in truth and be accepted by you. Keep us all faithful to the end. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Good morning, saints. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to our praise and worship session. This time we are going also to have children lead us in some of the songs. May the Lord God bless you as you sing along with us. Three, six, seven, rescue the perishing. Jesus is merciful, Jesus 
Our next hymn is number 522. Blessed Sabbath Church, I have a few announcements to make for your kind attention. I have about five uh, quick announcements. 
this afternoon at 3.30, we have a Bible study under the topic, The Purpose of the Heavenly Sanctuary Before Sin. The Purpose of the Heavenly Sanctuary Before Sin. And that's this afternoon at 3.30. Then tomorrow, Sunday, 2 p.m., we have uh, Youth uh, Philosophy of Life. And the topic is Language of Youth. Uh, it will be an international uh, program. And I praise the Lord. Lord's, uh, last Sunday, a few of our youth joined here. I was very pleased about it. So uh, youth, if you are here, uh, you can understand the philosophy of life by joining tomorrow at 2 p.m. under the topic Language of the Youth. Then tomorrow, 4 p.m., we have... Uh, non-Seventh-day Adventist uh, um, members Bible study at 4 p.m. Uh, I would like to introduce next uh, week Sabbath. It is a Sabbath school day. So from uh, Friday evening Vesper service until uh, Sabbath afternoon, the Sabbath school team will be um, taking us through the Sabbath school uh, ministry day. Uh, then the fifth one, which is very important, probably you will be uh, you will be seeing on the screen. We have uh, discipleship training. Uh, we uh, instead of having only for our congregation, we consented to have area eight program. So uh, March seven to twelve every day at seven thirty p.m. Uh, we have discipleship training. Um, we have a, a leader from Pastor, uh, I mean, from Australia, Pastor Peter, will be taking us every day along with Pastor Michael Imbuvi from South England Conference. So it will be a very vibrant uh, uh, program uh, from March 7 uh, to the 12th every day, 7.30. So please uh, kindly put it in your diary or in your mind so that all the uh, announcements will be adhered on time respectively. God bless you. Good morning, everyone. A very happy and blessed Sabbath to each and every one of you. Although the weather is cold and freezing, it's about to minus three degrees outside, but our hearts are warm in Christ. From my family to your family, from my home to your home, from my hearts to your house, wherever you are in the comfort of your homes and with your loved ones, thank you so much for joining with us today. I want to read a quotation from the Bible, which is taken from the book of John, chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. And here it says, But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father, in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. With this reading, I would like to extend a sincere warm welcome to each one of you, Morland Church, Basildon Church, Brady Church, and my home church, Shamsford. Welcome all. I also want to take this opportunity to welcome all our regular visitors friends, family members, and all the church members, wherever you are, be assured 
that the presence of our Lord and Savior and the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you and your family. Although we come from a different background, culture and race, we do worship one God, one truth and in one spirit. I trust and I pray that we worship wholeheartedly in truth and in spirit and in unity and in oneness. I pray that the Holy Spirit will descend right now as we begin a divine service. I also pray that the Holy, the Lord will accept our worship and bless us with his grace and an everlasting love. This weekend is a special one. It's personal ministry Sabbath service with the theme, witnessing is still easy. It's all planned and is carried out by the personal ministry department leaders of all four churches. We pray that everyone will enjoy today's worship and be blessed. Thank you, Pastor, for making uh, the announcements. On top of the announcement that has been made, I just want to add two more that has been uh, uh, passed on to me. One is um, Sister Anil Wasant's uh, wife. Uh, she, uh, pastor Wasant is a pastor at Preston Church. His wife was taken to Amy this morning, and all the family has been affected uh, from COVID. Uh, may ask each one of you to kindly remember this uh, this family in your prayers, so that uh, she'll be fine and also the family will recover from this COVID. The second announcement uh, I like to bring attention to is all the pathfinders and the parents. Uh, the registration is now open. Sister Frita has requested everyone, those who are attending, kindly log in and register ASAP as uh, possible as soon as possible. If there's any problem please contact Sister Frita. Thank you so much. Now, in uh, with the order of worship for the, this morning, the welcome, of course, is by me, which I'm doing right now. Uh, the opening hymn is uh, hymn number 369, Bringing in the Sheep, we will see via video. The intercessory prayer will be brought to us by Brother Jim Flores of Wallace uh, from Braintree Church. The offertory will be given by Sister Paula Bina uh, from Basildon Church. The children's story will be given to us by Sister Tanise. The scripture reading will be given uh, by Jonathan Marapa from the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20. We'll have a special song by Paul and his group via video. And of course, uh, the message will be given by Pastor Melky. Uh, just want to uh, inform those who are logged in today who do not know, Pastor Melky is our church pastor. When he first came in, uh, joined the church, he was pastoring for two churches, but now he's pastoring four churches. Uh, he's also the area co aid coordinator. He's a very busy man. He's not only pastoring the four churches, but also he's got a, quite a bit on his shoulder. He's conducting a lot of Bible studies for non-Adventists, as he already heard uh, told, uh, Bible studies on Sundays. He's also conducting um, Zoom meetings uh, different days. Uh, he's, he's busy all seven days, to be honest. But I praise God that he has time for all the members. He's a very dedicated, hardworking, and commitment pastor. And I thank the good Lord for the, the strength, the energy, uh, the visions that God has bestowed upon him. As, as he uh, speaks to us, I pray that uh, you all will uh, say a word of prayer uh, silent in your heart so that the Holy Spirit will speak to us 
through him. And of course, the benediction will be given by him, Pastor John Melky. And finally, uh, I will give the word of uh, thanks. Uh, now we will, uh, everything will be in order. And now we will uh, hear and watch the opening song. Thank you. For our opening song, shall we all sing hymn number 369, Bringing in the Sheaves. Could we all kneel, if it's possible? As I pray. 
Oh, eternal heavenly Father, we come to worship you in spirit and in truth. On your holy Sabbath day, we thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you, Lord, you have brought us through another week. You alone are our strength and shield. You alone may our spirit yield. You are our heart's desire. Oh Lord, oh God, remember the sick and those who are taking care of them. Give the, give the doctors and the nurses the wisdom and knowledge. We ask you, Lord, to heal the nation. Through you, all things are possible. We give you all the glory and praise. You give us life. You give us health and strength. We thank you, O oh Lord. You are our comforter and provider. Week after week, you have put food on our table and keep a roof over our head. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. Protect us from all harm and danger. Oh, Heavenly Father, lift up each and every one in this, in this program, dear Heavenly Father. If it is your will, let it be done and hurt also as it is in heaven. Give us wisdom and understanding. You restore the broken heart and heal the wounded. Fill our hearts with love and understanding for one another. Heal our broken spirit. Oh Lord, we ask you to bless the pastor and his family as he break the bread of life to us, dear Heavenly Father. We ask you also, Lord, to bless each and every member and their family, dear Heavenly Father, our visiting friends also. Forgive us, O Lord, of our sins and cleanse us, O Lord, of all unrighteousness. This is our prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Uh, good morning, uh, Sabbath School. Uh, good morning, Church of God. Uh, for our offertory, I'm privileged this uh, morning to officiate the um, collection of offertory. Before we collect, I think all our churches have got uh, methods of um, contributing. Should I offer? You, you. Thank you. We all have got methods of uh, uh, bringing in our offertory to the Lord. I felt compelled to read from the Word of God uh, a scripture which I found quite enriching as I've been uh, pondering upon the events of our days. This is from Matthew 6. I'll read from verse 19. It says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where Thieves do not break through nor steal. 
For where your treasures is, there your heart will be also. I find this encouraging. Uh, and I want to encourage each one of us as we live in the present day, we can actually see um, we are living in the days where we can actually certainly say the word of God is sure and is true. When it said we need to lay our treasures where there is no moth, where there is no, where there are no thieves, uh, and where we can continue to trust and have our hearts focused on. This morning, I want to encourage each one of us to make use of the offertory method within our churches to contribute towards the work of God. For without us dipping into our pockets to contribute towards the work of God, uh, we need to be able to be blessed because uh, contribute towards the work of God also bring, uh, brings blessings to us because whatever measure that we give to God, that we will receive also in return. May God bless. You can pray, sister. Shall we pray? Before I pray, I just want to also to promote uh, the uh, budget in the churches because when we do not contribute, we find that the church budgets are actually lacking. So let's do our best to remember to focus on our church budgets. Thank you. Shall we pray? Father Eterna, once more, we want to thank you for being our provider, for being our sustainer. We want to thank you, Father, for the promises you give to us that when we give unto you, you are so faithful to bless us in double measure. Father, I pray also thanking you even for allowing us to be able to participate in your work through those blessings that you have given to us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because we know that you do not lack anything, but you give us that opportunity that we can be co-workers with you when we contribute towards your work. May you bless each family. May you bless each hand that is going to contribute towards your work. And we thank you because of your continued blessings. In the name of Jesus, my Savior, I pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath, church, um, and good morning and welcome to everyone. Um, I'm going to be telling the children's story today. Um, and it's a story for big children and little children. So um, I pray that the Holy Spirit is with us and whatever um, core of this message he intends for us, I hope that we receive it by God's grace. Um, I'm going to share my screen with you. So I hope you can um, see uh, my screen and um, we will begin. Okay, so um, today's story is entitled, Are You Really? Um, and it's a story about when um, our behaviors or the things that we say um, surprise others. Um, and the real aim of today's story is um, for us to think about how we teach our friends, classmates, 
about Jesus and for us to consider if there are different things that we may need to do um, or things that we may need to stop doing in order to help our friends and our classmates know more about Jesus. Um, we're going to start with a quick quiz. So um, Brother Diraj is going to be helping out with this. Um, so um, if you are a, a young child, I ask you to get your guardian's permission. You need to be close to the screen and you're going to have 10 seconds to answer uh, two sets of quiz questions. So the first question is, how many sermons did you preach last year? Okay, so the different answers is one, is zero, as in none, one, more than one, more than 10, or more than 100. So how many, how many sermons did you preach last year? So if Brother Jiraj could launch the uh, quiz, um, and if you select your answer, and you've got 10 seconds, 10, 9, 8, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Submit your answer. And then I'll ask Brother Diraj to, um, to launch. And then the second is, have you ever made fun of anyone? Again, select your answer and submit. Okay. So once you've done that, I'll just ask Brother Diraj to just publish um, and just show the results to everyone. And you've got to be hopefully honest in your response. Okay, so um, hopefully you can all see the results. So it shows that um, for most of us, um, we didn't preach any, most of us preached one or more sermons last year. So 27% of us didn't preach any sermons last year. Um, and the majority of us have made fun of someone. So thank you for your honesty. So we will start the story now. Um, and um, I hope that um, you will be blessed by it. So the story is about three friends. Um, they're Sarah, Monica and Samina, and they became best friends in the first week of primary school. They were very different. So Sarah was very popular, um, but she, she had some traits. She made fun of other girls in school, made fun of their hair, made fun of the clothes that they wore. She was a little bit rude to teachers, so when she was given instructions that she didn't like, she would sometimes talk back to the teacher. She never did her homework on time, and she didn't do her chores at home when her parents asked her. Monica was somewhere in the middle. She was very quiet, and when Sarah made fun of others, she would sometimes laugh along. She did feel a little bit uncomfortable, but she didn't want to lose Sarah as a friend. And she always did her chores at home. And then you add Samina, uh, the third friend. And so she never joined in when Sarah made fun of others. She always did her homework. She was always kind to her teachers and classmates. And she always did her chores. And they had a WhatsApp group. Is everyone familiar with WhatsApp? You can just nod. Are you all familiar with WhatsApp? Are you all on WhatsApp friendship groups? Yeah. So they had a little group um, on WhatsApp with, with Sarah, uh, Samina and Monica. And on one day in a conversation on WhatsApp, Sarah surprised Monica. So the conversation went something like this. So um, girls, so Sarah wrote in the group, girls, did you see Shelly's shoes today? They were so ugly and her clothes were always dirty. Um, and she smells, I'm going to call her Smelly Shelly. Monica responds with three laughing emojis, but Samina says, guys, I don't think we should make fun of her. 
Her family may be poor. They may not have money to buy nice clothes. Monica responds, you're always so nice. Are you a Christian or something? To which Samina says, yes, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist and I believe in Jesus and I believe that it's important to be kind. Monica responds, thumbs up, I thought so. And then Sarah responds, OMG, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist as well. And Monica, with a surprise face emoji, says, are you really? And I hope what this question makes you think is, what is it about Sarah's behavior that made Monica ask, are you really? And what is it about um, Samina's behavior that made Monica think, I thought so? In the, in the quiz at the start, I asked you whether or not you've preached a sermon um, this year, um, in the last year. And most of you said zero or one, or, or just above one or more. And the truth is that 365 days of the year, we each preach a sermon. So our behaviors, the way that we behave towards others, the way that we interact, the things that we say, tells others about Jesus in some way. And in Matthew 5, 16, it says that let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. What that says to me and hopefully to you is that our good deeds are a sermon. And so what I hope that you will consider is that the way that we interact, if we're in school um, or at church or a play, and we must always show love, kindness, patience, gentleness, and goodness toward others. It means that we shouldn't make fun of other people. It means that we should be kind. It means that we should be obedient to our parents and do our chores. Um, and it means that we should do our homework. These are the things that other people will see and observe, and they will know something about your faith. They will know something about God. And the same thing applies to the big children in, in, in the service today. Um, the way that we behave 365 days of the year is a sermon. The way that we behave at work, the things that we say, the kinds of conversations we laugh at, the kinds of conversations we get involved in. So I hope that you will let your light, let your good deeds be a sermon. And when you tell someone that you're a Christian, I hope that they never say, are you really? Instead, I hope that they say, I thought so, because your good deeds um, are a sermon to others. And that's today's story. So I hope that you have been able to reflect and consider that um, you're not Pastor Melky, nor am I, but every day we preach a sermon in our behaviours and in the things that we say and in the conversations that we laugh at and join in. So I pray today that God will give us understanding um, that he will give us the fruits of his spirit and that those good deeds will shine each day and others will glorify the father in heaven as a result amen uh, good morning and happy sabbath everyone today's scripture reading will be taken from matthew chapter 28 verse 18 19 and 20 and it reads, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Amen. First of all, would like to salute and praise the Lord for all of you who take your time to impact people and bring them to the cross in various aspects through direct evangelism, through community service, through comforting people. And therefore, it is very vital and fitting to glorify the Lord and praise the Lord for every person who spends little time 
taking Jesus to the hearts of people. And I also thank all the personal ministry team of the four congregations. Uh, you are not paid, but because what God has done to you, and you are extending the name of Jesus Christ to enrich and also to outreach. And I also uh, thank God for Malden Church who's going to launch a pancake day this Tuesday. So some way or the other, people are trying to uh, influence people to accept and know the love of Jesus Christ and realize and understand the sacrifice that he made on the cross for all our sins and for our salvation. And today our topic is witnessing is still easy. No, many of us assume that witnessing is hard, is really tough. And people say, uh, that's not my comfort zone. Witnessing is really scary. I'm not so comfortable to talk to people, knock at the door, or just say, or give a literature. Witnessing is completely uneasy for me, people say. And in fact, the people say that witnessing is very hard because I don't have that knowledge. When people ask me questions, I don't know. I don't know where I can pick up the text to the appropriate answer. So witnessing is tough, really hard. And even some people may say, I'm so nervous when I want to witness because witnessing is so hard because it gives me uh, so much of uh, uh, fear. And even some people think that witnessing is so hard because I feel shy to talk to people. Sometimes they will shout or sometimes they will say a negative comment upon what I'm doing. So witnessing is so hard and it is tough. But today I would like to challenge you in the name of Jesus that witnessing is still easy. Witnessing is not tough. Witnessing is not so hard. Witnessing doesn't need any knowledge. Witnessing doesn't need any educational or academic qualification. Witnessing can be done by any person under the planet. And therefore, uh, today, I would like to bring Jesus as a witness to urge you and encourage you and plead you and implore you that try, try and taste that witnessing is still easy. Every method and every strategy that you have not tried will seem so hard. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord, for this wonderful time for us to explore 
that unavoidable question is witnessing easy or hard. But today, I beg you, dear Lord, send us the spirit to stir up our mind and heart, to give that energy that you gave to Peter, to give that strategies that you gave to Paul, and so that we will completely ratify and confirm that witnessing is still easy so that we will bring many people to the shadow of the cross. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Joseph Biden, at 78 years old, was inaugurated as the 46th president of one of the most powerful countries in the world. And people really congratulated him and thanked him that he took up this position in a crucial time. But was it easy? Did he walk through the red carpet? Or was his journey walking on the rose petals? When I tried to understand who's this man actually, what was his past? How was his path and the ways that he walked so far? And I found out few life experiences from this man. In 2000, or in 1972 actually, I should say first. In 1972, his wife and a sweet daughter met with an accident when they went to buy a Christmas tree in a car crash and died on the spot. And in fact, he says it took long, long time to come out of the pain. Whenever I see the photo of my sweet daughter, whenever I think about the goodness of my wife, I can't forget, I can't forget. But even before he tried to come out of the pain, his 46 years old son, Bill Biden, died in brain cancer in 2013, a few years ago. One after another, one after another, he was cast into a pit of agony and pain and sorrow. Then very recently, his another son, Hunter Biden, was sacked from the Navy because of bad reputation and activity, which really damaged Mr. Joe Biden's political world. But in spite of all this, in spite of all this, he took up the fight to compete the presidential election. And he won the election. 
when I, when I read that article, I did understand in the context of today, yes, of course, death is there. Yes, of course, sickness is there. Yes, of course, so many crises is there. In spite of all these things, even people advised him, no, 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 no public inauguration. Don't call the people when you take up the position, when he take the oath. And he said, no, 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 no. There may be pressure. There may be some kind of commotion. There may be my life passed through such a dreadful moments, but still taking the chair is still easy. And today, my dear brothers and sisters, as I introduce the topic, witnessing is still easy. People die, people fall in sickness, People are completely devastated and they are passing through some miserable experiences. Our, our neighbor die, our colleague die, and our people that you treat in the hospital die in your tender hands. Don't say that witnessing is so hard. Don't ever think or come to sort of conclusion. No, 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 no. Telling about Jesus is so hard, especially this time. People ask, where is your God? So I bring as a witness of the Holy Spirit to share with you that witnessing is still easy. I would like to give you three ways how you can make the witnessing still easy. I'm not going to give you some, 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 some uh, dogmatic theology or strategies that you can think about what the scholars and theologians train. But I'm going to give a very simple three biblical strategies to make yourself comfortable witnessing the people, the neighbor and the community. Number one. Witnessing is still easy when you share your testimonies. Witnessing is still easy when you just share your testimonies, what the Lord has done to you. When the patient is on your palm, when you fondle their hands before they close their eyes, just whisper a testimony in their ears. When people are really downhearted, when people are discouraged and demotivated, just to say and share what the Lord has done to you in your life when you were passing through such a situation. That's witnessing is so easy. You don't have to teach 28 fundamental beliefs. You don't have to take Daniel and Revelation seminar. Or you don't have to teach them any profound sermons. Just share what the Lord has done to you. You don't need any scripture references for that. You don't need any scripture references for that. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Let's see one person. How the witnessing was very easy for that particular man. A madman 
who became missionary. A possessed man, a devil possessed man. As soon as he was healed, he became a great witness for the Lord. And he did not let him, but said to him, go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you. Jesus did not tell them, go teach Revelation 13th chapter. Jesus did not tell, go teach Daniel 7th chapter. Jesus did not tell him, go speak about the spirit of prophecy or the sanctuary service. Simply Jesus said, go tell your family members and the neighbors what the Lord has done to you and how he had mercy on you. And that possessed man, healed man, went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis, what's that? What great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. Everyone was amazed. The next verse says, when Jesus came again, the whole village was waiting for him. He did not preach anything. He believed. When Jesus sent me, the witnessing is not at all hard. It is still easy because I'm not going to carry some fundamental beliefs, the book and things like that. I'm, going, I'm not going to take some commentaries. I'm simply taking my own life, what the Lord has done to me. Sometime in your past lives, you may be passing through some sickness or some people you must have lost. But still, God was so merciful in your life and he preserved you, protected in his mighty arm. Save that to the people who are discouraged. Witnessing is still easy. What about the Samaritan man? Samaritan woman, sorry. Jesus just said about her life. John chapter 4, verse 28 to 30 says, Then... Leaving her water jar, she did not go home, take the Bible, hymnal, or any other books put together in a bag. She didn't go. She just dropped the jar or pot. The women went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be a Messiah? That's all she said. They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Witnessing is still easy when you share what the Lord has done to you. What about Peter? Peter baptized 3,000 people just in one, one sermon. Did he give Bible study? Or did he talk about any theological things? Or did he talk about anything so peculiar in the biblical theology? No, 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 no. Peter just said one thing. Acts chapter 2, verse 32. He said, <clears throat> Acts chapter uh, 2, uh, verse 32. He says, Jesus who was crucified was raised by the Father. And we are witnesses. We are witnesses. That's all. That's all he said. Rest of them is just a makeup of that witness. 3,000 people happily accepted what Peter said. Just a simple testimony. Witnessing is still easy when you share 
your testimonies. This set of ages, page 347. This set of ages, page 347, it says, <clears throat> our confession of his faithfulness in heaven's chosen agency for revealing Christ to the world. Okay, we are to acknowledge his grace as made known through the holy men of the world. But that which will be most effectual is the testimony of our own experience. We are witnesses for God as we reveal in ourselves the working of the power that is divine. Just a simple thing. The spirit of prophecy says, the effectual is the testimony of our own experience. The most powerful witness is one of the Christian who knows Jesus personally. There is no substitute for the testimony that springs naturally from the heart immersed in Jesus' love. Number two, witnessing is still easy, not only when you share your testimony. Witnessing is very easy when you just offer a prayer, just a prayer. When people say, I can't bear this pain. It is so painful. It is so painful. It is very hard. Just pray. Just offer a prayer, a sincere words to the Lord. Witnessing is easy when you just offer a prayer. Doesn't matter, it has to be in English. Doesn't matter, it has to be in some other colloquial language. Doesn't matter, no matter. Just lift your heart, a sincere prayer for that person. Witnessing will be easy. People's hearts will be melted by the words of your prayer. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8. It is not necessary. We have to do a big thing initially, but just a word of prayer. The centurion answered, and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but just speak a word. Only. Witnessing is easy, my dear brothers and sisters. Believe it or not. Witnessing is still easy. You can bring souls to Christ. You can bring community to Christ. You can make some people to believe in Jesus Christ. Just offer a sincere prayer. Just offer a sincere prayer. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Can accomplish much. There is no, there is, there is no, a big theology that Jesus took when he went to Galilee, Capernaum, or Jerusalem or anywhere, even in Nazareth. 
But Jesus simply said a prayer for the people. Even on the cross, he prayed to the Lord. Witnessing is still easy when you just offer a prayer. It is not only help others, it will help your life as well. Because I'm not saying you are so prospered and in everything. But when you pray for others, even God will bless your family. Job is an example for it. If we just turn to Job chapter 42, verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses. And when he prayed for his friends, you know, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before when he prayed to his friend. Just offer a prayer. It will not only heal them, but you will heal and restore you as well. Just one quote from Christ Object Lesson. Christ Object Lesson, page 354. Very powerful thought. I liked it. As we seek to win others to Christ, bearing the burden of souls in our prayers, our own hearts, will throb with the quickening influence of God's grace. Our own affections will glow with more divine fervor. Our whole Christian life will be more of a reality, more earnest, more prayerful, if we just have a just word of prayer. As we seek to win others to Christ, bearing the burden of souls, prayer is very essentially not only heal them, but you will heal and restore our own lives as well. I went to a house to pray and to read some scriptures. And we did it. I was impressed by the Holy Spirit that I have to visit the next house as well. I've never been there. So I went there. But before I went there, I told that particular uh, family, uh, I think I'm going to visit that family. They said, Pastor, no, 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 no. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I said, why? No, 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 no. We warn you, don't go there. Don't go to that house. I said, okay, tell me why. Why I shouldn't go? That's my job. I have to go. And they said, Pastor, you know what? Two girls and one boy, three children there. And the two girls are possessed. Devil possessed. So you don't go there. I said, I have to go. Because after you said, after you made mention that they are in trouble and I can't just walk away, I can't pass by, I have to visit. Pastor, it's up to you. I prayed and I went knocked at the door. The house was so dark and dark. There was a small lamp was lit. So I had to look for the people. Anyone is here? And they said, yes, who are you? Then I introduced myself. We had a chat. I'm a pastor. You are neighbor's pastor. So I just came to pray for you. They stood up. Everybody stood up. 
Pastor, are you going to pray for us? Yes, I'm going to pray for you. Is there any prayer request? The two girls came forward. And the little son, he also came. I praise the Lord for the power he bestows upon God's people. I laid my hands and I prayed. To cut the testimony short, these two girls were healed. And today, that boy is a pastor in Seventh-day Adventist Church. The whole family were baptized and now they are strong Adventist family. And all of them are holding some responsibilities and leadership in the church. A just a prayer will make witnessing so easy. A fervent prayer, a sincere prayer, mingled with tears, will shake the heavens and bring blessing to the people who you think have burden. Witnessing is still easy when you share your testimonies. Witnessing is still easy when you offer just a prayer. And finally, witnessing is still easy when you share a meal, when you share a food. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 16. But Jesus said to them, you know, I just love Jesus as you do. You know, one of the powerful strategies of witnessing of Jesus is sharing a meal. Whenever he put itinerary, when he went to Jericho, when he went to Jerusalem or wherever he went, food or sharing the food or eating the food was one of the itinerary of Jesus Christ on daily basis. And even when people came to listen to him, Jesus offered a meal. Jesus said to them, they need not depart, give them to eat. When the food was given, they saw the miracle. They understood the power of Jesus. They understood the care and love of Jesus. They understood that Jesus is the Messiah. Just share a meal. Invite them to your home or take them to a fast food restaurant at least and talk to them. They will understand how kind is an Adventist. How approachable is Seventh-day Adventist people. How generous is God's people. Share a meal. You know, everyone has your personal ministry. Me and my wife, we have personal ministry as well. And our theme for the, our personal ministry is share a meal, save a soul. That's me and my wife's personal ministry. So we have share a meal, save a soul. Because witnessing is very easy when you just share a meal. I praise the Lord for our community service, sharing the meal. I praise the Lord for people who bring food in our potluck lunch in the church. Share a meal, save a soul. Witnessing is very easy when you share a meal. That will be a very big door opened for you to share the love of Jesus. To sit with them, listen to them, their burden. Listen to them, 
what they say from the bottom of their hearts, their pain, because they see your hands has power to wipe their tears, share a meal, and save a soul. Witnessing is still easy when you share your testimony. Witnessing is still easy when you just offer a prayer. Witnessing is still easy when you share a meal. A plate of humble meal is the sign of love. A plate of humble meal is the sign of relationship. A plate of humble meal, simple meal, is the sign that God is our provider. God is our provider. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. When you turn another uh, chapters, you will see another 4,000 people were baptized. Another 5,000 people were baptized. You know, the sharing meal in chapter 2, Bible says, God added people into the church. After two, three chapters, you will see the believers were multiplied. The addition become multiplication. Why? Just as sharing a meal. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized on the same day. They were added unto them about 3,000 souls because they have the mind of sharing a meal. Sharing a meal is one of the popular strategies of Jesus Christ. You know, our John Conference uh, Muslim uh, relations leader, Pastor Bahadur, who was here in SCC as the Muslim Adventist Muslim relations leader. And he told me one day, Melki, you know what? Don't despise sharing a meal. I said, why? And he said, Melki, the conference has given me budget. All my budget I will spend taking people and giving them food. And they understood that God's people are so kind and love and caring. Because sharing a meal brings tremendous impact in the people's life. I'm not going to say which church, but I'm going to say is one of your churches. In one of our churches, I finished the sermon. As usual, I was standing outside along with the platform team and I was shaking the hands. There's one man who visited our church first time and I shook the hands and said, God bless you, what's your name? And he said the name. Why don't you stay back for a lunch? For lunch? Yes, for lunch. It's free, prepared for you. All right, pastor, I'll take it. All right, waiting for. So after everything, the lunch uh, started to serve and uh, I just came and just welcomed them. Uh, could you please come? And, and they had the meal. Just before Bible study, I also invited them just to stay back and just listen to the Bible study. You'll be blessed. And pastor, I would like to say something. And this is what said. Today, that person is baptized and he's sitting one of you. I have never tasted such a wonderful and delicious food since many months. Thank God for this food. Help me to understand who your God is. 
Bible study continued. Personal Bible study started. And that person was baptized right in our church. Share a meal. Save a soul. Because the witnessing is still easy. And today, I praise the Lord for this personal ministry day. Don't think it is so hard. Don't think you need that knowledge. Don't think you have to be qualified. Don't think it is a shameful for you. Don't think it is so hard and it is not your comfort zone. Just to share what the Lord has done to you. Witnessing will be easy. Just offer a prayer. Witnessing will be easy. Just to share a meal. Witnessing will be easy. And that's my prayer and my request. God bless you all. Amen.
bow heads for prayer. I just want you to call upon the Holy Spirit into your heart. Just speak to the Lord. Ask them to give you the strength to feel the witnessing is still easy. Just, oh Lord, please use me as long as I live. People die, but I still live. For what? Ask the purpose and the meaning of your life. And God will impress you to impact at least one person in your life. That may be your commitment today before you leave. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to your holy presence. Many times we think witnessing is somebody's work. Soul winning is somebody's job. That's not my comfort zone. I don't know. I have no knowledge. I am too busy. I'm tired. I can't. But please, dear Lord, today we want to change. We want to change to bring glory and honor to you. Because today you have taught through the Holy Spirit that witnessing is still easy when we share our testimonies, when we offer a prayer, when we share a meal. God in heaven, we are very sure that's not so hard for us. Give us strength, dear Lord. And continue to be helping us to be a witnesses for you. Lord, if there is anyone here not feeling well. If there is anyone really feeling low today, discouraged by seeing what's happening around the world, if there is anyone passing through some unavoidable crisis, if there is anyone even lacking for food, if there is anyone who is here crying in their hearts, because of family issues. Lord, if there is anyone crying in their hearts because of too many bills, but less income. Lord, if there is anyone who's feeling lonely in their lives that nobody bothers about, please, dear Lord, come by now. Visit them and tap on their shoulder and say, don't worry, I'm with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, dear Lord, when we leave this Zoom today, help us to leave with hope and help us to leave with a strong mind that you are always with us and you always go with us as a shadow of us. 
I sincerely pray for the people who are really feeling sick, not only due to the COVID, but even the other sickness, Lord. Pastor Vasant's family, we hear the whole family is contaminated and exposed. There are many of our members and visitors who are contracted. Please, dear Lord, help them. Please help them. Let them have a miracle in their lives, Lord, so that they will continue to believe that Jesus is the Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for wiping our, our tears. Thank you for encouraging us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the love of our Father, and the constant communion of the Holy Spirit may abide with each and every one of us today and forevermore. Amen. And amen. 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 Witnessing is still easy. We can witness by sharing our testimonies of what God has done to us, by offering a word of simple prayer, and of course, by sharing a meal. What a beautiful message was brought by our pastor, uh, Pastor Melky, on behalf of all of our churches and all the congregation. Thank you so much for your sermon today. It was indeed a blessing. May the Almighty God bless you, bless your family and your ministry as you continue to serve our church community. I want to extend my uh, sincere gratitude to all the elders of all the four personal ministry leaders for your commitment today, for your dedication, and taking part in this weekend's uh, special Sabbath service. May we continue to serve and reach out to everyone in every way we can in witnessing about Christ. A big thank you to the praise team, praise and worship team, for their beautiful singing. I also want to thank our Brother Sunil, Brother Michael, Elizabeth, and Jonathan for the special items, especially to Brother Sunil for the beautiful video production. Thanks to all the members, visitors from wherever you have joined us. Thank you for being with us. I hope everyone has been blessed with today's message. Uh, if you enjoyed the message, please log in. Uh, to uh, weekly Sabbath and be blessed. Finally, but uh, last but not least, a big thank you to the media team. Another good friend of mine, Brother Diraj, and his uh, team members for their hard work, dedication, and the commitment each week. It is hard, but thank you for uh, taking time and uh, being a minister and helping us to enjoy the Sabbath each week. I want to end uh, the Sabbath by reading uh, the scripture reading that we heard, uh, which is taken from Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 18 to 20. And I'm just going to read the last verse where Jesus himself said to his disciples, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. As we enter a new week, let's go with his peace, mercy, and his grace. Thank you all once again. Take care and be blessed and be safe. Until next week. God bless you all. Goodbye for now. God.
Till we 